This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to the Offscript podcast on the episode today. We're hearing from Nice Peter. You might know him as the creator of epic rap battles of history. He told us about his most popular battles, and he even did a little customized Offscript rap for us. The Offscript podcast. You have been in conversation with an epic rap battler. Yeah. yeah, more specifically, the creator of YouTube's epic rap battles of history. I mean, this is a big... I first saw this maybe a couple years ago. Um, it was the kind of thing, the kind of videos that would go viral for a period of time. And they have 15 million subscribers. Some of their most watched videos are at over 150 million views. So it's they've done definitely... Well for themselves. Yeah, they've definitely done well for themselves. And I caught up with Peter Shukov, but he goes by Nice Peter. So that's what we'll call him. And... I want to give you a little sense of what they do, because they do these comedic music videos. They take the rap battle. They take these either fictional or historical characters, and they do kind of a mock rap. The one I've picked here for you to get a sense of is Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. The call to Senate. Data hack. Acted so robotic, Star Trek's like... We need Lieutenant Data back. I'm Tony Stark with a James Bond sprinkle toss in. And I've been flossing since you double-crossed the Wiggle Boss lieutenant commander to start but i wouldn't expect you to understand an org chart here's mine i'm at the top, top boss and i'm spitting fire like i'm hot sauce you can't speak up on suck i don't even think i'm the ceo knowing what you think hey i've been looking up your family it gets dark my god couldn't clean your daddy's laundry with a part-time Thoughts, guys? Thoughts? Yeah. Listen, I, I could it. see Chris enjoying that I a little bit. Robbie's not sure what to make yeah, of it. Yeah, he's not, not sure at all. We're going to have a little bit more for you to judge and sort of get a sense of it. But, you know, comedy rap. It's that kind of, it's a bit jokey, it's a bit silly, and that's the whole point. Now, before we get to the history of the epic rap battles of history, I wanted to get producer Rajan to talk about why we first reached out to Nice Peter, because we just started having a conversation about it. We were doing a bit of, you were doing a bit of research, actually, for a previous um, episode of this show when we were talking about battle rap. Yeah, as in on street corners, notorious PIG, yeah. stuff like that. So I just Googled epic rap battles of history, thinking I might get some clips from notorious PIG, whoever. And Sonal said, Oh, epic rap battles of history. I really like that channel. So I'd never heard of it, did a little bit more research, started to find out who the creators were, and then realized Nice Peter, who we're talking to now, I saw. Nice Peter in Sunderland. Bearing in mind, he's from North America. When he was on the, when he was, was just, he lost. He, no, he was he was on stage at my student university wow. student union, and he had us in the palm of his hands. I remember that gig so vividly. He was a comedian, just a stand-up comedian with a guitar. And he was doing your kind of flight of the Concords, nice. weird Al Yankovic sort of stuff. But he did something specific with numbers. And this one thing stuck out with me. That he finished the show. He d I was all in because I love that type of thing, like parody songs, whatever. I was all in. But a lot of, you know, he, he kind of lost the crowd. It had been a long gig. He, he finished by saying this next song is called the number 356. And a few of us were like, okay, we'll go with it. So he starts playing Hey Jude, the tune of Hey Jude. And he goes... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And we're all looking around at each other. 
I'm leaning in thinking, where's he going with this? He just kept counting all the way through to Hey Jude the Jew. <laughs> but by the end of it, everyone that's ignoring him at the very back of the bar is leaning and singing along and up on the tables. And it's it, honestly, it's a gig. It's one it of my favourite gigs from ever. One to three hundred and fifty-six. Because we were ready for the number three hundred and fifty-six when he got there. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, what a night! Wow. What a build-up! So yeah. I asked him. Of course, the first thing I asked him when I chatted with him was about that night and about that bit. And nice Peter figured that that event was about nineteen years yeah, ago. Easily, yeah. I was talking with my manager, who also thinks he was there that night, and we both have no recollection of what that is. But I did, I think I know what he's talking about. And, and I don't do it anymore. But I basically used to do a song where I would just count from one to 163. Pretty, pretty slowly. And, and it would take till about five or six before the audience started to catch on to what was happening. And then, you know, through the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, the audience would start to get kind of bored. And like, what is this? What's happening? But then an amazing thing would start to happen around 50 and 60. The whole audience would start to get back into it. And they'd be singing along, 61, 62. And then when it started to approach closer to 163, the audience would be losing their minds because they've been sitting here watching this person up on stage singing just numbers for 10, 15 minutes. And then it starts to approach what the title of the song was, which is 163. And apparently that night I did it to the tune of Hey Jude. So that was the old bit. And yeah, I did that all. I did that a lot. So we'll find out exactly how that idea came about, because I thought to myself, that's risky to do on stage for the very first time. It's different when you know it works because you've done it before. But imagine going up on stage and thinking, I'm just going to sing numbers at these people (laughs) for about 10 to 15 minutes and see what happens. (laughs) I mean, oh, you'd get involved. You would? Yeah, I would imagine you after two minutes being like, what is this rubbish? Like, what have I paid for? Yeah, but I'm also a sheep and I follow the crowd. (laughs) So also if the uh, the crowd is going wild for it, I would feel left out if I I wasn't. I wonder what's the reason why in the 50s and 60s the crowd comes back on board. I wonder if there's an actual reason for it. Yeah, but you can imagine it, right? You'd have a bit of a lull where you're trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden you're like, listen, this is happening whether I like it or not. So you might as well get You might as well enjoy it is the way I see it. But anyways, I, I asked him how do you even think about doing something like this in the first place because it seems pretty risky you go up on stage you're trying this out on a live audience for the first time it could have gone wrong for him the origins of that bit were i was playing outside of minneapolis in the united states and i was done i had done my whole set and the guy who was paying me came up and said hey man you got another 45 minutes to go and so I was like, all right, uh, apparently I have another 45 minutes. So this next song is called 163. And I just started counting from one, on, from one to 163. And, and again, the audience got so into it. You know, they just they, they understood what the joke was and they wanted to be a part of it. And that was a lot of what got me by in those days was, you know, I was one guy showing up in the case of your producer at just a dive bar in at a university town in England and they didn't know who I was they didn't know what I did so I would I would really have to work in things I would do research about the town that morning and 
find things to sing about and to talk about to really make it feel like it was an experience that people were familiar with, even though they'd never seen me before. That was probably quite a kind description of the establishment that producer Rog was frequenting back in Sunderland. Yeah, I'm sure it was. He's now much more well known for the YouTube sensation that is epic rap battles of history. He did say, I did ask him what came first. Was it the comedy or the rap? Because, you know, there's some other comedy rap artists. Uh, Lil Dicky comes to mind where he like was trying to be a bit of a rapper and then realized I think he wasn't really making it in more than a comedic way. Anyways, he said that the comedy came first, but essentially at some point he was reaching the end of where he could get to between driving to small towns and just pulling up to do a comedy night to perform in front of 50 or 100 people, as he said. He realized there was only so far he could go with that. So he joined a company that made YouTube videos and he just kind of realized the potential of the audience on that platform. So he told me the most watched one was Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney from the 2012 presidential election. This one, as I mentioned, has more than 150 million views, which was closely followed by Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. But let's hear a little bit of Barack. Got the mama jeans and a Mr. Fantastic face. So rich and white, it's like I'm running against a cheesecake. Republicans need a puppet and you fed. Got their hands so far up your rear, call you Mitt. I'm the head of state. You're like a head of cabbage. About to get smacked. Buy my stimulus package. (laughs) It's a strange brand of comedy. I've got to be honest. Yeah, it is. And I have to say, it doesn't work as well um, separated from the video. Because yes. they're dressed up, they're playing the characters. It's like, it does fit better as a visual. Is it animated or is it? They have a mix. They have some where they're actually just dressed up as the characters. They right. have a couple that are animated as well. So it's a mix of different styles of video. Um, but I asked him, where did the idea, because as you said, it's quite strange. It's an unusual brand of comedy. Where did the idea of epic rap battles of history come from? I, I think that same spirit of that counting song and and where that came from of just kind of improvising a solution to you know trying to find a way to connect with the audience is the same kind of origin story of the epic rap battles of history i i was making videos on youtube where i would essentially talk directly to the camera i knew that there was a person you know one person at a time watching on the other end on their youtube video and that they could talk to me by typing in the comments And I could read from those comments in the next video and there could be kind of a conversation. And so I was just kind of exploring ideas for different kind of videos. And I said in a video, who would you like to see if if, if two people were to rap against each other anywhere from history, who who would you want it to be? And somebody typed Bill O'Reilly versus John Lennon. And for some reason, I was just like, that's hilarious. So really... That part wasn't my idea. It was, it was genuinely the audience's idea to, to put these two like, wait, what are those? Why would they be rapping? But that's funny. And, and, and that kind of led to it. And, and that one did okay. That one did well enough to make us think, hey, we should do this again. Me and my, my writing partner and some other people I was making videos with. And then the second one we did was Darth Vader versus Adolf Hitler. And that got millions of views that day. And then my life has never been the same. Yeah, so you can think it's a strange brand of comedy, but it's gotten him invited to the White House. And we'll tell he will tell that little That's story amazing. because I've asked him about what the best feedback or response he's gotten is because he he speaks and he raps about a lot of people who are still around today that are not not fictional characters. So I've asked if any of them actually reached out to you and what's the best reaction you've gotten? So we've gotten a couple of cool little little messages from people noticing. I think the, the coolest one was probably we did Mozart versus Skrillex. Skrillex actually performed it with us on stage at this YouTube event. 
So it was supposed to be just, it was supposed to be my partner Lloyd dressed up as Skrillex and then the real Skrillex came out. And that was, that was pretty cool. That's amazing. Whose idea was that? Did he get in touch with you about that? Or did that you guys was, reach out? I think that was YouTube, to be honest, okay. set that up. But, but you know, he was very, uh, very accommodating and very fun, had a very good sense of humor about it. And it, yeah, now that I think now that I think about it, we got to meet Barack Obama. So he was roll they were rolling out their health care plan, the uh Affordable Care Act, and they reached out to actually a lot of YouTubers to just kind of help spread the word about open enrollment. And they found out about us and apparently he watched it and enjoyed it enough to have us to the we were, went to the White House, went to the Oval Office and everything. Got to meet him and shake his hand and then got to tell our few million people that they can sign up for healthcare. Did he say anything funny to you guys? I mean, he's known to have a sense of humor. Was it just like a meet and greet, shake his hand? Or did you guys actually interact at all? Did he give you some feedback? I mean, I was I was so nervous. I don't think I did anything particularly interesting. But our our actor uh, who played Barack Obama did interact with him quite a bit. And he did. He does an amazing Barack Obama impression. So they sat there doing their little Barack Obamas back and forth to each other. And yeah, brilliant. I've also read, and I don't know if this is true, that Snoop is a fan. And then you got him involved in one of your videos. What was that like? Yes, Snoop was amazing. He he's a he stays ahead of the curve. Snoop stays young. And I think when, when we were really at the early top of our game, his people reached out and he said, you know, I'd like to be in one of these. And we wrote a few different spec ideas for him. And he's like, nah, not that, not that, not that. And then we wrote uh, Moses. We tried to do Moses versus Santa Claus, and we sent him Moses. And he, he's, he, they liked it. They thought it was funny. We quoted some actual Snoop songs in there, and it, that was quite the experience. Uh, it's, I've never had an experience like it. We, we sent some lyrics to Snoop, and he sent back this just amazingly recorded track. And then he showed up on set and was with us for like an hour and a half and just nailed it. Can you imagine Snoop is seeing them and reaching out to them? Like, how cool is that? Yeah, it tells you you're yeah. doing something right, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also that he has a sense of humor. Yeah. I want to play a little bit of Skrillex versus Mozart for you. This is not the one where Skrillex actually performed, but this is their original video. You might have been a genius, but you died broken, worthless. I'm rich and famous. I'm a playlist. I'm the A-list. You're the lamest. Kiss my, uh, 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 I'm a dance. Was that the verse, or did you just get the hiccups? I'm a prodigy, sorry, and I'm about to smack a b- My music is 200 years old, and it's still excellent. In two more months of work, we'll forget about the Skrillex. I can't believe the way you dress when you step out of the house. You're like an evil Steve Urkel, and you ooh, reek of dead mouth. I am the world's greatest composer. No one knows what you are, except a lonely little troll who knows how to press a space fight. All right, Skrillex Grumman is good. <laughs> That's good. I can see Rob's warming to it Starting a little bit more to, than the original. Yeah, ones quite, that he heard. It's, it's quite intense. Yeah, it's quite sort of, it's, it's got unrelenting style to it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it it's is, and up. it goes back and forth really, sort of High quickly. Octane. Yeah, and he works with a partner, and I've asked him a little bit about if they get competitive because you know, let's be honest, you and I, Robbie, have rapped at each other. Yeah, really well, incidentally. And I remember as I was writing it, thinking, well, this has got to be better than Rob's. Did you feel yeah. competitive? No, I didn't actually. Oh. No, I didn't feel like competitive. Yeah. No, I didn't. Come on. No, I just saw You never thought, oh, I've got to make this better than Sonal's. You didn't think that? No. Honestly, I, I, I swear to God, I did not think that. Oh. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, had I been doing I it with you, so long. right? It would have been a little competitive. I would have looked to have knocked you out the park. Exactly. Thank you. I respect Figuratively, that, Chris. Of course. Oh. Not literally. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be weird and abusive. Let's <laughs> yeah. don't do that. And quite violent. Yeah. Um, I did ask him about competition. He says he what they do. His partner and co-creator Lloyd and himself they but write both parts because I thought okay you must be writing the part you're performing and you each bring your best to the table. But he said they write both parts. So actually the competitiveness comes from who's got the best lines and who's actually managing mm. to contribute the most to the piece. But All there right. is a little aspect of that. Now, of course, we asked him to customize one for off script. Yep. I gave him about two details on each of us. Right, which details? Pretty, pretty much the most obvious details you can think of, okay? Okay, come on. Because I, I didn't really prep it ahead of time. He said, I was like, okay, well, it was kind of off the cuff that we were doing this. So I said, well, my colleague Chris, he's Scottish. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's Stating number one. Nice. And I'm like, I'm like he's, got a, he's got a real beard. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, didn't two, mention football. No, I didn't oh, actually. Interesting. How, how could you, in pertinent details about Chris, <laughs> overlook football? No, I went Scotland and beard. Scotland in the, beard in the spur beard. of the moment, those Trumps. were the things that started. Robbie. And then Robbie, obviously, golf. Oh. Yeah, I went right. golf for Rob, and also that he likes a little rant sometimes. Okay, and then yourself? And then I think I told what I told him I was Indian. Right. And that I was a bit nerdy. Oh. Okay. okay. And this is what he did with just those six facts. All right, let's have a listen. Up the crop bottles of history. Sonar. Voices. Robbie and Chris. Begin. It's Sonar. Owning the two of you in a hurry. Because I'm spicy on the mic like some Vindaloo curry. I like to talk tech. I'm certifiably nerdy. Get all my shots in early. Robbie, mark that a birdie. Because I know you like to hit little balls with sticks. Maybe you could hit Chris's nasty beard with sticks. Have a shave and give your day a fresh face start instead of looking like the first dude who died in Braveheart. Uh, I think I improvised that quip. I guess you could say that I'm going off script like the Burj Khalifa. I'm touching the sky. Who's the hottest rapper in Dubai? I. <laughs> that is actually very, very. But, uh, I did like that. I look like the first victim in Braveheart. Very yeah, good indeed. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was good. <laughs> the guy that gets lanced as he's charging. <laughs> yeah. Hold it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, well done. That was good. So did we did we establish Sorry. you you won it? I assume. Well, there was no response from you two unless oh, you want to come up with uh, one. Another, so. another victory for us money. <laughs> yes. The, the the myth the mystique grows. And one that I had nothing to do with, but I'll take the victory nonetheless. And so big thanks to Nice Peter, because he definitely didn't have to do that. Lovely guy. And he got back in touch with you, didn't you? You gave him the information and he sent it independently. Yeah, exactly. Post-interview. Can you imagine taking the effort to do that? It was really nice. Really nice touch. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 